Thanks for joining Impact Boom. On this episode... You know, employing people in our workplace where there is no judgment, no stigma, and a safe place for all is is really important. Watching people becoming better members of the community, reuniting with their families, making parents better parents, role models, uh, and the ripple effect is huge. Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. My name's Tom Allen and I'm passionate about bringing you the latest interviews and insights to help you create positive social impact. We're here at the Social Enterprise World Forum in Brisbane today with a very special guest, Simon Fennick. And Simon Fennick is the general manager of a social enterprise called Fruit to Work which creates meaningful employment opportunities for those who are impacted by the justice system by delivering fruit and milk to workplaces. A former Australian and Asia-Pacific kickboxing champion, Simon was a finalist in the Social Enterprise Champion of the Year Award in 2019. In 2020, he was named by Qantas Travel Insider magazine as one of the 100 most inspiring Australians. He lives with his family in Sunbury, Victoria, I first saw Simon speak at the Social Traders Conference back in 2018 and he's been making a a significant difference with his work. So Simon, it's an absolute pleasure to have you here, mate. Thanks for joining us. Thanks very much for having me, Tom. Appreciate it. Simon, let's let's dig back a few years and and talk a little bit about your journey and what what was it that led to this passion and and now, you know, essentially being general manager of of Fruit to Work? Yeah, well, the story's quite long and and it was a life that I would never have chosen for myself. But um, in, t- in 2008, I, cons- I, I considered myself a very successful man. You know, I, lived in a, I was married with two children. I lived in a beautiful double-storey home. Um, I drove a Mercedes-Benz. I rode a Harley-Davidson, and I had a great-paying job. Uh, I was fit as a fiddle. As you said, I was a, a two-time Australian kickboxing champion and a South Pacific champion. And then one day, whilst I was at work, I was struck in the back with a forklift, uh, damaging my lower spine. And that's where it all started for me. Uh, Being in chronic pain, the doctors put me on numerous medications uh, and treatments and nothing really worked. It would have sucked after being so fit in the kickboxing scene. Uh, So, and that's exactly what I did. I I, I didn't want to see any of my kickboxing friends anymore. I didn't want to see any of the friends I went riding with anymore. And I really... um, stayed at home on, on my own um, I didn't want to see or hear from anybody um, and I felt useless as a father and as a man and as a provider and then one day out of the blue an acquaintance popped around and he heard I wasn't doing too well so he thought he'd bring me something to make me feel a little bit better and it was the drug ice right and I was fairly desperate because this went on for about 12 months yeah with no relief so I would have tried anything yeah and I, and I watched him put this small crystal type substance into a glass pipe put a cigarette lighter underneath it and he said inhale this and I did and all I can say after that very first time I, I used ice was wow 
Uh, that's the best way I can describe it because every hair from my tippy toes to the back of my neck stood up and I felt amazing. Wow. And all of a sudden my mind was no longer a prisoner of my body. So I came up with this great idea. You know, I, I actually right then I knew I was in trouble. Yeah. You know, yeah. right, because I wanted more of that feeling. Yep. Right then I knew I was addicted to ice. Wow. So I came up with this great idea that I would uh, throw the doctor's medications in the bin and self-medicate on $100 worth of ice a day. And, or at least that's where it started. It started yeah. at $100. Yep. And it, and it quickly escalated to 200, to 300, to 500, yep. uh, to 700. And in the end, I was using over $1,000 worth of ice a day. Wow. So in that world, to survive, you either deal or you steal to support your habit. I chose to deal drugs. Yep. And whilst dealing drugs, I was shot and I was stabbed three times in the back of the neck and I was nearly killed. What a story. Um, and whilst using drugs, um, my father died. Um, a short time later, my brother died. And then three months later, my mother died. So I just kept using more and more ice to numb the pain. Yeah. 12 months after that, my daughter died. And, and placing her coffin into the ground was the end of the line for me. I didn't want to be here anymore, and I tried taking my own life five times. Mm. And how I stand here before you today, or in this, in, in this interview, I will never know. Uh, but I'm ever so grateful that I do. It's such a powerful story, I've literally got tears it, in my eyes. It, yeah. it was tough. Um, again, not a life I would have chose for myself. And, and, and by then I'd gotten the police's attention. And after numerous raids, police raids, and then finding drugs each time, I was sentenced to 12 months in prison with an 18-month corrections order. Now, jail is exactly where I deserve to be. I was dealing drugs. You know, I deserve to go to jail. But jail was an eye-opener, uh, a three-by-two-metre cell where you get fed through a little slot in the door and just as you take a mouthful of food, your cellmate less than a metre away decides to take a dump. You know, it... Uh, yeah, yeah. I thought my life was bad before. Oh. So I... I use jail as a, a place to rehabilitate myself, and I did numerous programs. Yep. Uh, so I had some tools to cope in life for when I was released. And being released from prison wasn't as easy as I thought it would be either. Having a corrections order meant I had to do 380 hours community work and numerous other programs, mental health, drug and alcohol, yep. as well as try and find a job. Yep. I had no accommodation uh, when, I, when I left jail. So the jail had organised a boarding house for me and the boarding house was a drug den. Wow. Absolutely putrid conditions. My room had three syringes on the carpet oh, and my mattress and base had a big dirty brown blood patch on it. And I could not start my life there. No. I was better off back in jail. My jail cell was, was cleaner. Um, but fortunately for me, I had my brother who, who's been a great support. And he got me into a better boarding house. He paid for the accommodation. Yep. And it was drug free. Mm. So now all I needed was a job. Yep. And trying to find a job with a criminal record was next to impossible. Yep. Every job I applied for, I would just never hear back. And this went on for months and months and months. Which leads into the recidivism rates in Australia, right? Well, I mean, they are enormous. 100%. If you haven't got a roof over your head, or, or if you cannot get a job, how are you supposed to get on your feet? And they sort of fall hand in hand, yeah. because if you, if, you, if you haven't got a job, you can't afford a roof over your head, 
And if you haven't got a roof over your head and you're sleeping in a gutter somewhere, you can't get a job. Yeah. So uh, at my wit's end, I went and seen my caseworker at Corrections and said, I, I can't do this anymore. I think I'm better off back in jail. I, you know, I'm hungry, I'm yeah. broke, uh, and I can't get a job for the life of me. And, and by sheer fluke, by chance, she reaches into the trash can and pulls out a flyer from Fruit to Work, oh, wow. the social enterprise that I work for. Wow. And it said, we're seeking a delivery driver, and if you've got a criminal record, you're encouraged to apply. I bet that felt, felt so good. It, it felt fantastic. I never even had any money to make a phone call, any phone credit. So she, I asked her to make a phone call for me. She arranged an interview, and I was met by a lovely lady who heard my story and gave me a chance. So tell us more about Fruit to Work then, because you're now the, the GM there. So you've, really, you've gone from delivery driver, Correct. worked your way up. Correct. Um, what does this organisation do? And what, what, I mean, what is it that, that, that you continue to do to help others? So Fruit to Work does what it says on the label, basically. We deliver fruit, milk and pantry items to over 500 businesses around Victoria. But what we really do is we create meaningful transitional employment for people impacted by the justice system. People just like me that want one another chance at life. Yeah. You know, and we've been we've been really good at it so far. We've been in business for six and a half years. Yep. In six and a half years, uh, we, we we currently employ um, 36 people. We have transitioned 70 people back into the community Amazing. as returning citizens. And in the in the six and a half years of operation. We've had nobody that has joined our program go back to jail. That is zero. Incredible, yeah, zero, wow. As you said, in Australia today, one in two people released from prison will go back within two years. Yeah, yeah. Fruit to Work has had nobody going back, go, you know, nobody going back to jail at all. That's something, something to be quite proud of. Very. So how, how have you achieved that? I mean, what, what are some of the key lessons that you've learned in your journey? Not just, not just sort of rising up through the organisation and and helping build it and now run it. But what advice would you give to others or what, what are your key reflections in this process? Look, I think um, lived experience, employing people with lived experience has a lot to do with it. Uh, being able to, uh, or have had walked in the same shoes as the people coming through and, and having that understanding has a lot to do with our success. You know, employing people in a workplace where there is no judgment, no stigma, and a safe place for all is is really important. Yeah, yeah. You know, watching people becoming better members of the community, reuniting with their families, making uh, making parents better parents, yeah. role models. Yeah. Uh, and the ripple effect is huge. Mm. We, we've learnt a lot along the way. And it's been very positive. Is there any particular advice you would give to an early stage social entrepreneur who's perhaps been testing an idea, is keen to get it out there further, but just doesn't quite know where to go next? I, I would start by knowing what your why is. Really identifying what your why is. Because with social enterprise, the product is very easy to sell if you know what your why is. You can sell on purpose. Because let's face it, uh, a true social enterprise, every dollar goes back into the community. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so the, selling the product is easy. Knowing what your purpose and what your why is, is most important. Mm, yeah, it's great advice. It's fantastic advice. You're familiar with lots of other social enterprises. You know, you, you, you're quite active in the ecosystem as well, Simon. So what other social enterprises are out there that you believe are creating some great positive social impact? To be honest with you, I don't really think there's any social enterprise in particular that comes to mind apart from every social enterprise. Mm. Because impact shouldn't be measured in how big the enterprise is or how many people it has. Impact, you know, impact should be measured on uh, a collaborative uh, group of people who just want to do the greater good. Yep. Who all want to live by their purpose. Mm. So whether the enterprise is big or small, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. It's what it does for the community. Mm. Yeah. We, 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 and that's what's important. Yeah, it's, it's, it's some great reflections there. Are there any particular books or resources or places where you go to seek inspiration? I think Social Traders for us has been a, um, a fantastic example of how social enterprises can come together. Yeah. Great networking uh, and, and great at identifying and certifying social enterprises. But there's a book called Dollars and Cents as well, which I must admit I feature in. <laughs> but uh, you know that is also all about social enterprises um, and, and, and word of mouth. Yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. What's been your highlight from the World Forum? Uh, Dylan Alcott, Dylan Alcott was, a, was, a, was a highlight. It really was. Yeah. But just uh, seeing so many people that want to see change. Yeah. And, and something that was described to me today um, as a movement in, for social enterprise. Yeah. Getting uh, or, or helping the community understand what it is yeah yeah because you have to understand what social enterprise is for it to be easy yeah so true it's yeah. The, the awareness piece the awareness the is piece. really important i had no idea what a social enterprise was not a clue yeah yeah um today I, i've got a lot more knowledge behind me oh, well simon it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today mate for all the audience out there if you jump onto impactboom.org you'll find Simon's article where you can read through the transcript, have a look at some photos and click on through to, to Fruit to Work. But Simon, thanks again for your time, for sharing your very you know, moving story and for all the hard work you do in the social enterprise sector. Thanks again. Thank you for having me, Tom. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter.